All right, here we go. Welcome to MZBC, the podcast for August, August, April, April the 30th. It, yeah, 30. 2022. Yeah, Saturday morning. Sounds good. Breakfast with the podcast. Third time's a charm. Third Again, time's a charm. We try to do it via Zoom from Stockbridge, Georgia to Jonesboro, Georgia, and the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi, as I've been told Wi-Fi. people in China call it. When I had a friend that went on a mission trip, she said they call it the Wi-Fi. Um, was not strong enough. So the Wi-Fi just couldn't carry Mike's voice all the way from, well, I guess it wasn't carrying my voice from Jonesboro to it, it wasn't good. By the way, it just Mike had said I had the robot sound going, and uh, we don't like that, man. We like to be professional here. We like to do excellence. And uh, so we just said, come on into the studio, Mike. Here we are. And so here he is. He's getting paid overtime because he's working on a Saturday. And uh, whatever we got paid last week to do the podcast, we'll double it this week. And we'll roll with that. But I'll have a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double oh, down. It's been a good week. Um, just a lot been going on this week. Um, what's the topic of my week? I've been uh, encouraged this week by just the number of people that uh, God has either inspired or either uh, just brought into my presence. Um, whether it was the Bible study Wednesday night where I know when we first started there were just it didn't look like many people were showing up, but as we waited, we had to pull out chairs. Five, ten, or fifteen minutes, chairs are being pulled out, and people are like, "Where can I?" Sit? I was like, "We're gonna have to open up the wall there." Yeah, we're, yeah let's move or, back. To it's curtain. not literally a wall, but a partition wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> move back to partition and double the size of the room. Um, that was really good, and then the discussion was really good. So that was really uh, that was really encouraging to me just to see the participation in that because we didn't know when we first started doing this Bible study. I mean, who's gonna come? We don't know. Uh, who's going to talk? We definitely didn't know that because, you know, people are very prone to come to a study and just sit there and look at the teacher, and these people do not do that. So praise the Lord for that. That was one of our prayer requests. And so I think one thing with the Wednesday night Bible study is it's got a lot of leaders in it. Yeah. So a lot of time, like, I'm just looking at it from my point. When you're up there and I'm out in the audience, uh-huh. I don't re- necessarily want to answer because you want other people to talk. But when you got a room full of leaders, they may have all that same mindset. That's it's like, exact. well, who's going to talk That's first? Exactly right. I feel the same <laughs> way you do. When you're up there talking, I try not to talk mm-hmm. for, on purpose so that other people will talk. And then it just seems like when you ask a question, whatever, people just look over towards my direction. Like, well, what are you going to say? Like, what are you mm-hmm. going to say to that? Have you noticed that? Like, if I'm in the audience or you're in the audience and somebody's answering, they'll look at us. Like, did we get that right? Yeah, they'll look toward us. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Your answer is probably as good as mine. I think that is scary. I mean, that is, I, I think that is cool, scary, and terrifying all at the same time. It's it's nice that they trust us enough to be like, uh, I'm gonna what, like Miss Carrie. She was looking. Yeah. What do you think about my answer? She was looking okay, back yeah. at you, looking at me, looking yeah. back. At <laughs> <laughs> and then it's terrifying because you're like, man, you people trust me and thank God that uh, he, way too much faith yeah, in this. Yeah. Thank God that uh, he is the one giving answers, not me, because. If they saw me some days in my my week, they would not want to be following me. Um, and so I'm just was saying, yesterday one of those? Days? No, man. Yesterday was a great day. Uh, yeah, that was that was my next point. So is there I'm, any fish in those little ponds over there? Which, which golf course? The Panola Mountain one there. Oh, um, there's got to be. There has to be. I'll drive by 155, yeah. look down there. I was like, I want to sneak down there and check oh, yeah. those little there's ponds. There's got to be some kind of fish in those little ponds down there. But I don't know. We were. 
when I'm dolphin, I'm trying to stay away from the water. So <laughs> <laughs> I never look I'm at I'm drawing Tori, and you try to stay yeah, away I'm from I'm trying her. to pretend like it doesn't even exist. <laughs> um, Vijay Singh is a name that you don't know, but he's a golfer from the mid-90s to early 2000s that was a decent golfer. And one of his favorite, well, famous things, I guess, that he always said was, he pretends like half the golf course doesn't exist, like this half of the fairway or the right half or the left. That way, when you're hitting, don't even think about that side. Just think about this one side you're trying to. So when I get to a water hole, it's like that side doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised how much something that doesn't exist really it does exist. exist. <laughs> <laughs> really does exist and, and just has a vacuum <clears throat> for my ball to just go right into it. So, um, but you it know how to avoid that? Yeah. Don't hit it that don't way. Don't hit it that way. I know. <laughs> That's so, and it, it's mental because I think when your mind thinks don't hit it that way, your body just starts to lean that way and it goes that mm-hmm. way. But so my first one was I was encouraged that God is putting all these people in the Bible study and just other things that have been happening around church. Um, we got the roof finished on the worship center. Huge blessing. Praise the Lord for that. I mean, that's been a 10-year pray prayer pleading with God like, Lord please, deal. Yeah. please make it happen and he did and so now when it rains we don't have to be worried about water dripping on us or our equipment so that is amazing and so that's a huge blessing but then yesterday we went to the golf course um, and um, was with three different type age groups I guess you would say there was a man that goes to church here that's over 70 there was the other gentleman that's in like maybe early 50s. I'm not sure how old he is. He, he presents himself as probably about 35, but I think he's probably early 50s. And then me and another guy that we're in mid 40s. And I was just sitting back watching it, um, just being very happy that um, how God created all of this beautiful creation. I mean, golf courses, most of them are pretty, and we're out there in it, and we have no like wanting to one up the next person it was all just lift each other up good mm-hmm. camaraderie good sportsmanship and we're all just out there having a good time and so i was just sitting back being very thankful like um to where god has honestly me in my life right now and just our church in general we just have a lot of things that are going well and um i, I never speak financially in that regard so i'm not saying we're going well like now all of a sudden we're rich or something it's going well in the growth of people i think and people catching the um the the, the drift of Selflessness. There's more interaction within the church body. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Of, of a different age groups. And that's always a huge prayer that the older generation can see the importance of inspiring the, the younger generation and the younger generation kind of, you know, learning and doing that. It's, an, it's just been a good week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What you have going this week? Any, you meet anybody out on the... Work. Work, work, work. You've been busy. Oh, it's awful. But you texted me Monday when we were supposed to record. I think it was 6 o'clock or 5.30. You're like, I'm still in Bayville. Like that was Wednesday. Oh, was that, oh, it's the Bible study. Yeah. Which made it back. That's right. Monday, I knew I wasn't going to do it, make it. And Tuesday, I texted you, and you you had something going on. And I was like, I won't be able to make it any other day. That's, that's why we're here today. Yeah. We've had, but I'm I'm taking Monday off. Yeah. For sure. That's just break time. Hitting the water. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> You got, I mean, you still got other stuff you got to take care of besides work. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. That you got to take care of your other stuff. And I look at other people's yards. Like that trailer you saw with scrap metal in it, it's yeah. been like it for two weeks. And I finally had time to go take it. Today? Yeah, this I morning. That. I look around at people's yards, and, and I'm like a yard person, so if your yard's not done, I immediately judge you. I apologize for that right away, but I do. Um, that's just I can't help it. 
And, but then as I look around and see how busy everyone is, I'm like, man, forget the yard. Like, that's the least important. Like, this is trying to take. You said the other day, like, I cut the grass. I don't care about the grass on the driveway. I don't care about the bushes until I can, can't see over them yeah, out of my front. I don't care much. <laughs> and what I was going to add to the story is in Nehemiah and Ezra, uh-huh. that was a big deal when they left. Uh, they were leaving. It wasn't Babylon. <clears throat> It was, I think, when uh, King, King uh, Darius the Great, it's like uh, Xerxes, that's what it was, okay. something of that nature. I, I can't remember the king they were under, but they wanted permission to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And the biggest deal was is the Lord come to Ezra and it's like, you have a house to live in and I don't. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they started building the temple back. And, I was like, well, it's opposite for me here. I'll take more care of this grass and stuff instead of my house. I was like, I don't get into the to the greenery. Yeah. Don't okay. get into it. Of course. Well, I think that is always the goal is to push people to making God's house look better than their house. Um, at, at least for me it is. And, and uh, if there's anybody within the church building that wants to step up and take my role <laughs> for the lawn care team, I will be more than happy to give it to them. I'm going to tell you right now, there is not. There is not. Uh, we Unless they just haven't heard clearly from the Lord. We've been begging and pleading. We have good. We have four good teams right now, and uh, that's the problem. We have four good teams, so there, no one else sees the need to be on the team. <laughs> um, but it's getting done. You guys did a great job when you had it, and then it got done yesterday. I saw some people were up here, um, and it's getting done, so people are taking care of the Lord's house. Um, so all that has been good. Uh, NFL draft going on. Are you down with that? Are you? Watching? Oh yeah, I've been oh, following yeah. that. Big. Who oh, was yeah. number one pick? Was he a dog or first what? one they got? First one they got, mm-hmm. and he was a dog. Georgia has. They're still. Georgia is still riding this. Um, this high life, man. They got it going on. They have like the most. Does Alabama not ride the high life when they win? Well, yeah, but not. We haven't ridden lately, so I'm giving it to Georgia right now. I'm trying to let them have it. Just do their thing. They had like five people, I think. I may be wrong about that. I think they had five people drafted in the first round, which is a new record maybe, or at least it tied a record from like early in the 2000s from some other team. It wasn't us. Uh, and then they had more people drafted. So they're doing well. Um, those guys, man, their life goes from a struggling college student to I'm pretty good at football to now they can get NIL deals, which name, image, and likeness where companies can pay them. You know, um, your your company could sponsor an athlete if you wanted to, Mike, and get your name out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mount Zion, we need to sponsor an athlete. So these kids go from that and being the college student to getting their name called in the first round and immediately having millions of dollars. I couldn't imagine the um the temptation that comes along with just one day I was broke, the next day I have fifteen million dollars in the bank. Now, if you have a good foundation, firm foundation, I think you can trust yourself more, but um, if you don't, man, I can't I imagine. I think when people see stuff like that, and I would see it also, but just dealing with so much money over the years, mm-hmm. not that not amount of money. Tens of millions. Nothing like that. Uh, there's a lot that comes along with it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that you got to have agents and accountings, people. You're paying for that money. Yeah. 
in a roundabout way. They they just don't sign you a fifteen million dollar check. And here you go. All right, let's let's get to work and play some football. And it's you like, walk her off with fifteen million dollars exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's not that. Simple. They were breaking down. Not that go- cut and dry. Because um, golfers make a ridiculous amount of money when they win, and so they were going over that a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> One of them had made like um, two point seven million dollars for winning a tournament, but they were breaking it down, going like, "Yeah, he got two point seven million, but forty percent immediately goes to the government." So that's like. Two point seven five four. It's like ten over a hundred thousand dollars or so uh, goes directly to the government. Just the government's right, getting their money just back. right away. Yeah, get that. <laughs> and then you gotta pay for the person that they. Have, so most of them have like uh, chefs and dietitians that they pay to keep the bodies in shape. They have trainers. They have coaches. They have a. They have a swing coach. They have a putting coach. They have a wake up coach. They have coaches for everything, and so they're paying all those people. Why don't you just be one of them and get paid? I wish I, I'm not good enough. I, I, they don't want to listen you, to me. You know what? <laughs> You, this is what you do. Okay. You're your wake up coach. You yeah. go in there at six o'clock. Wake up. Let's go. <laughs> Ten grand. Pull yeah, the covers off. Go. Shake them on the lid. Hey, it's time to get up. All right. Hey, before you leave, five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> leave it on the table. Just just sign the check and I'll fill the yeah, rest of uh, I wish someone in my life would have told me that there are other options for jobs. Um other than just going to college and being whatever, like you can go to college and be something that you actually enjoy doing. And I didn't know it. Like I never thought about going to college and being a, uh, learning how to do take golf course management, how to take care of a golf course, how to, mm-hmm. you know, all that. I, I wish someone would have told me that's a passion I have. It was in there. I didn't even know it. God's pulled it out, but I would give everything. I wouldn't give everything. I would give a, a lot of me to, to be doing that for real every day. It'd be an amazing job. Um, but I don't know. I think our, our kids need to know that there's more options out there other than just going to college and being a whatever they think. Playing sports. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm actually pushing them towards that. Like, I want my son to know this. You don't have to go be a, an architect or an engineer or this or that. There's like a million options of things you can do out there. Um, and I don't know that we, I, was ever told all those things. Um, it was like you, you, you go to high school, you just go to college, and you figure it out. And no one ever tells you like all the options there, the opportunities, even opportunities in like uh, trades. Like people mm-hmm. just need to know. For whatever reason, I wasn't called to be a golf coach or anything like that. So I'm fine with that. But I, I guess that's good for people. It is good for people. <laughs> it's good for people. Um, and so, anyways, that was. But a lot of people just they never really have an idea. They don't. They they don't know their calling. They don't know the gift they have. <clears throat> I think. The one of the f- most famous stories I heard is Truett Kathy had no idea mm. about Chick Fil A until he was like forty. Mm-hmm. Look at it now. Mm-hmm. People they might might think, well, you know, when he got out of service and opened a door house in Hateville, you know, he was like twenty five. It's like no, it was twenty years after that. Mm. He had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it is what it is now. I think uh, for me, it was, I had grown up in, uh, Pensacola was a pretty small town when I grew up. I, I thought it was a small town. It may be bigger now, and it may not have been that small. Maybe it's a mid to small town. Um, you just didn't really didn't know much. Like, you didn't know what was going on in the rest of the world. Like, being from Fairhope, Alabama, and then and then going to Pensacola, the my world was very small. It was very small. I didn't know what went on. The first time I left Pensacola and went to the Army, it was like, oh, wow, there's a whole, like, another world out here there's people, life outside the city yeah, limits <laughs> and then as you went overseas in the military and got to go to these different places now i only went to one place but 
still went there and you just see life happening and and people are living exactly like you lived wherever you were just in a different spot when we went to bosnia and there was mcdonald's and burger king and pizza huts and all that you're like okay i mean what is going on here everything is exactly the same they speak a different language but everything's the same so i think it's i would say it's healthy for a young person to not stay where they were raised born their whole life like go out there and just see life you may come back to that place or whatever i know in in college i don't recall what they call it but they promote Going overseas, oh yeah, and doing mm-hmm. some like yeah, um, long distance learning or something like that. Not stay there, but just go and do a term there, mm-hmm. and then you know come back. So, yeah. Something of that I'm, nature. Yeah, I know exactly. I, I can't think of it either. But there were people in high school and stuff that did that. Um, at my school, I remember them being over exchange students was was one like some Americans would go there and they would come here, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that would be a great experience because then you could at least see. There's a world out there, all this stuff's happening, and it's um, it's pretty much close to what you do where you're at, just a different style. When I when I married my wife and went to the north, the, well, they say they're from the Midwest, but I say they're from the Mid-North because they're like, they're, they're not west at all. They're just in the middle of the United mm-hmm. States. Um, when I went up there, it was like, I mean, it's flat because there's a bunch of fields up there, but other than that, it's pretty much the same. Like, it's just mm-hmm. people living, and then we went to New York, on our mission trip to that is a whole new world (laughs) we we were really in niagara i mean new york we were in niagara falls which was like a normal town it wasn't the city city i've never seen that in my life um chicago now that was a pretty big experience uh all they had going on there chicago next yeah chicago Chicago. we didn't say that when we started the people saying thursday Oh yeah, and Monday, Thursday, and Monday, and extra, extra. It's like E X T R E E X tree. What is it? Is that like a tree you liked and then you and didn't like my, it? And now it's your extra. Starts where we had to restart. Uh, he was talking about a gentleman that said if he would have charged him extra, extra instead of extra. Yeah, and so we were just laughing. Like I have a friend that says uh, Thursday and Monday and Thir- Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. <laughs> oh, you got to love uh, Southern Twain. We are going to Phoenix next month um, for no reason at all other than the fact that we bought plane tickets before what, COVID Arizona? Happened. Yeah. Is there another one? I think there's a Phoenix, Alabama. Oh, there might be. Phoenix City. Phoenix City. Alabama. You're right about that. We did drive through there. Um we, only reason we're going is because we bought plane tickets before COVID crept into our world, and we haven't ever been able to use them, and they expire next year. So we're like, all right, let's just go out to Phoenix. And I'm gonna, I could put money on it right now that Phoenix is gonna be a lot like Atlanta, just with more desert. It's gonna be the same people. You are going to the golf course you mosh know pit? I am. I'm going, to the, I'm gonna find one. I think the place we're staying at has a golf course with it. I don't know if I'll play that one, but I've never played desert golf. It's a lot different. I mean, it's like a green and a fairway and then desert around it. So I'm sure I'll hit a lot of balls into the actual desert, uh, you know, um, cacti and sand and other little uh, deserty flowers will be my friends that day. But now, oh, yeah, it's like uh, I don't know where Lake Havasu is in Lake Mead, but they're. They're just about gone now. Are they out that way? I think they're out in Arizona, if I remember right. Gotcha. I mean, out of all the times I've been out there, (laughs) uh, they're drying up. Oh, are they? Mm -hmm. Um, 
We're going to go. I think we go on a winter And I like what they say. That, you know, the, all the lakes levels are drying up, and that's their, their reservoirs where they get water from. And they're like, what are we going to do? It's like, if you run out of water, like, yeah, move. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only option, you run out of water. Uh, so that would be interesting. And I think uh, Phoenix, um, I, I've known a couple of people that have went to Phoenix lately, and one person came back and was like, I'm moving there. I'm going. He went and did a wedding. I don't think because of the the state though. I think it was for the family that was yeah. there and all that. But the state did not hurt. Like he he liked the scenery and all that stuff after we talked. So yeah, but I think that's a there's a few people I've heard of lately on podcasts and different things that moved out there during COVID. Um, partly because of golf, but partly because it's just open and there's areas uh, where you don't. That get would around, be a little around people, which is a big draw. Kind of mess with your mind. You're standing standing there say on your golf course and it's 105 degrees and then you look up at the top of the mountains and there's snow on them yeah, it's like that would be trippy okay something's not <laughs> not right here <laughs> it was really beautiful when we were driving back from the ark when we went a few months back coming back in those mountain ranges off in the distance uh just had snow on top of them we could see um and where we were it definitely wasn't snowing but it was really pretty that kind of scenery, I think, would draw me out. And the more and more I learn about God and talk about Him being the one that created it all and made it all and how beautiful He is in general, just holy, beautiful. You know, God is God. But just to see His creation, it, mm -hmm. it draws me to that kind of stuff. Me and my son yesterday were out um, doing some lawn care for one of our church members that's getting older and can't do it. And so we were helping her out. And um, on our way back, it took us a back way because the interstates around here, you guys know, are just stupid. So anytime you can go a back way, it's better. But we were just in some beautiful parts of McDonough, Georgia that I've never seen before. And I was took like, a trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he, kept saying. he kept saying, he's like, I think you're, you're like taking me on a road trip. Where are we? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I said, I could drop you off right now and you'd never make it back home, would you? Yeah, he'd get out. He like, I have no idea where we are. This is really beautiful. I love, uh, I love scenery, I guess. I really, my dream in life one day is to have a house where um, I can't see my neighbor. Not because I don't like people, just because I would love to have that much area where neighbors aren't right up on you and all that stuff. I don't know if God will ever allow me to have that. But Haley and myself were talking because these homes they're building now yeah, are literally, yeah. I was like, I don't want your house throwing a shadow on my house. Yes, yes exactly right. <laughs> yes. No doubt. If your neighbor's house is a shadow on your house, they're too close. Yeah. I don't know why they build them like that. I mean, obviously, because people will so buy it. Yeah. And there's so many people in such little space. I get it. But, man, I would never buy it. And the thing that amazes me is there's so many people that choose to buy that. But because they keep building them, you're right, people are buying them. And so they're okay with saying, I can walk outside and touch my neighbor's house, like, from my driveway. That's too much for me. Uh, I can't do that. My house is Lawnmower now. sales will go down <laughs> because all they're going to need is a weed eater. <laughs> to cut the, the entire house. Right by there. The lawn. Um so that, uh, I don't know how we got on the topic of going to Arizona and all that kind of scenery stuff, but um, we did. So there we go. Um, what else been going on? Just things we think about golf? during yeah. the week. Yeah, man, it's been a good week for me. Uh, I played golf yesterday. Hung out with a friend before that. God, uh, I love the weeks where God allows my mind to be clear on like Wednesday afternoons, Thursday mornings when my sermon can just come together and. Um, I don't have to fret over it and like think, 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 and try to find a way to correlate it to people's lives and all that. This week's sermon um, just kind of came together. So 
that was a blessing. I was just able to knock it out real quick. And it just kind of went along with a bunch of things. Um, I was telling someone this week, um, I, I planned this sermon series probably, I don't know, we're a good three months into it, so four months ago, mm-hmm. you could say. Um, and I had no idea what, obviously, what was going to be happening in my life this week ver- as to what I was preaching this week. I had no idea. But the way everything worked out and what I'm actually speaking on this week they just kind of go together. Like it's just God lined them up perfectly as if he knows what he's doing in that area. <clears throat> and um, it was just kind of neat to see. Like, wow, God, how did you like, how did you know all that mm-hmm. was going to take place, that I would be talking about this today, and I'm able to use all of this as real-life stuff? Like I can say it, and someone out there is going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right, that did happen. I, I heard that. And, and it's just good because I think the more that we see uh, that this book is not fiction, that this book is – uh, the true inspired word of God and like how it correlates and lines up with our minds and our lives that are actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like people want to see a miracle. And so when they see it actually happening, you're like, okay, that's the miracle. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you didn't think it was that big of a miracle, but that was it. Can you believe that? And I think some people overrate what a miracle really is. <coughs> no doubt. You know, you know, they got the, the pyro flames <laughs> and the fireworks busting in the air graffiti flying it's like hey, this is a miracle it's like i mean when you look at your kids it's like that's a miracle that's a miracle that yeah. that come out of another human being yeah. it's like yeah that's it's intense <laughs> <laughs> yeah the little miracles happening all the time and i always say that the fact that we are able to just like we were talking about the mountains and stuff yeah like a lot of people will look at the mountains you know the, the range it's like man awesome and but then also when i look at it, it's like there's life up there mm-hmm. animals are thriving up there you know we we may never see them but they're thriving up there yeah there's life everywhere on this planet there's not a whole lot of places you can go on planet earth and i haven't been to many of them but there's not life yeah and there's places on planet earth that we haven't even made it to yet that mm-hmm. there's life Mm-hmm. Like their depths of the ocean, and it's like we're the first ones here. And you look down, it's like, oh, there's a worm. Mm. I guess we're the second ones <laughs> here. <laughs> thousand years, and yeah. So uh, that kind of understanding of God and just how vast His creation is, it will blow your mind to think about, and uh, just points to His power and His uh, just uh, sovereignty over everything. And so that that's the understanding. That, that's really what motivates me and helps me when I start getting in the, uh, I don't know, the lull of ministry or the lull of life. I won't even say ministry where you're like, what is this all about? Like, what are we doing? Are we just spinning our wheels? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. And then you just think about the vastness of God and how he's created all this stuff and how there's been life in all these places. And out of all of that, he chose you and I to be his vessels, to be his hands and feet. It's just his like, stewards. His, yeah. To be the stewards of his creation is like unbelievable to me. Like, really? You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm ready. Are you? <laughs> it's like, maybe. Yeah, I know. And I, I think you texted, I think I texted you after class the other night. Mm-hmm. Hey, good job leading. And you were like, we are the proof that if people are just surrendered, God will use them. That's not what you said, but that's what you said. Mm-hmm. That we're just, if, if some people are just surrendered, God would use them. Things, think, things God can do with a willing heart. And yeah. I said, we're both living proof of that. Yeah. I mean, because there's days that I, I just doubt. I don't mean doubt stuff. Like, not doubt God, but doubt stuff I do. And it's just like, man, just keep going. Just keep going because there's going to be. I had a moment in 
worship last week. Um, I think it was last week. I, the days run together, but I had a moment in worship in worship last week where I was just sitting there on the front row, um, watching the worship happen in the moment. The worship team was doing an amazing job. Um, the way Steve leads those guys and girls and just lets them kind of be free and they just are all up there in this moment. I, I was just watching him lead them do the congregation singing along, um, looking at the new projectors that God provided. And I just had this moment like, okay, it's happening. Like mm-hmm. church is happening right now. Like, and I'm not any part of it. And I love it. Like people are doing their jobs and doing what they're called to do. And it's not on me at all. And so let's just keep going, keep going. And it was just really inspiring for me to see it all just happening and being the one that God has appointed as the leader at this time. Um, it was just a good feeling. Because there's many times where stuff not happening, you're like, man, mm-hmm. I'm a terrible leader. I should have told them this. I should have helped them with that. And then in that moment, it was just all taking place. And so I just had like, man, thank you, God. That's really cool. Um, it's like Wednesday, I I read, you know, the lesson. And there's there's many times when I get up there, it's like I don't have a direction to go in. I just start talking and... Man, I hope somebody starts talking so I can kind no of doubt. talk. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I get that. Like, you know, it seemed like people like it. It's like, man, you did good. It's like, I, I didn't feel it, but as long as you felt it. That's exactly. <laughs> that's a, uh, that, that is one of the more common experiences I have from preaching every week. It's just overwhelming, first of all, to get up there every week and talk. You're like, at one point, I'm going to have to run out of stuff to say. At one point, I'm going to start repeating myself. It hasn't happened yet. That God keeps bringing things, but you're right. You're like, mm, I didn't really like that, or I wish I would have said this, or man, I missed that opportunity. And people are like, oh, that was really good. You know, I really that heard. was spot on. That's yeah. what I needed to hear. It's like, as long as you needed to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why uh, when this podcast doesn't happen for the week or whatever, and when it finally does happen, I'm just like, okay, God, for whatever reason you didn't want it to happen at that moment, it's going to happen in this moment. And whoever needs to hear whatever they need to hear, I hope they get it. Um, from you and so and, and, God and, is faithful yeah, and a lot of times when you were talking about the service and stuff and it's like we're having church right now <clears throat> we're saying well well when's it going to happen when's it going to happen when's it going to happen you know when, when we're gonna, what about the past 175 years it's been happening mm-hmm. you're just part of it now it's mm-hmm. not happening how you think it should happen mm-hmm. it's happening yeah it is happening, and, it's, and God has been, yeah, yeah, there's been many moments like that. I guess that was one of the first ones where I was like the one, and I probably had more. For whatever reason, God was speaking to me on Sunday, um, and it was just one of those moments. So I think God lets you experience those things every now and then just to even tighten up your your walk a little more, just to, just to pull you along a little more, because he knew the conversations I was going to have this week on Monday and Tuesday. He knew the, the, the hard conversations that were already planned. And so he knew I needed that extra motivation Sunday mm-hmm. to, to get to Monday and Tuesday because there were just some pastoral um, uh, things that had to happen on Monday and Tuesday where— Oh, um, and we had the leadership thing. And, right, right. And I and it held my attention the whole time. I was like, <laughs> this is good here. That's another thing, uh, how God has put uh, Tony in our life um, just in general. He, he's a really good guy. I mean, he's a Georgia fan, so he has this— he has the stuff about him, which what we all that? do. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, but he's a really awesome guy. And then the, the, the path that he's on and the path that Connie is on and the way their lives intersected Mount Zion's life um, and the fact that they're still here 12 years later or so when her original thing was, I'm coming to 
help the academy close down and you know move to the next I'm chapter out. of whatever my, Mount Zion is. Um, now, 12 years later, still here and serving the church and a huge part of the church. And then to see Tony, the, the way he ministers to people and the way he's able to get up there and just talk about leadership and, and, and help us all see how all of our gifts and talents come together. You're right. It held my attention the whole time. And that's not normal, like, because we went for mm -hmm. almost an hour. About 20, 30 minutes in, I'm usually like, okay, what's the next thing we're doing? But he, he does a good job of that. So just another way that God is, is blessing us and allowing us to experience his power. So, so it's just, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just going every day, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Because mm -hmm. I don't know the end direction. I don't know anything. I just know that God does. And for this moment, what you and I are called to do is to continue to preach his word, continue to talk to anybody that will listen. And let him do the everything else. Let him just do everything else and us just be us. Even on like the moments I had this week where a young man I spoke to and we were going to, he accepted Jesus. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. and we were going to baptize him. And for whatever reason, there was a change in some family dynamics that um, they wanted to do it somewhere else. And I have to be honest, that was kind of like, I didn't like that. <laughs> like mm -hmm. just as a human, like as a as a person, I'm like, man, I, I sat and talked to you for this many hours or whatever and thought we had made this bond and, you know, other people and then We're and, out. And then we're yeah. <laughs> so I don't know the whole dynamic behind that choice. And so I had to me and God <clears throat> had to talk about that a lot and God was like, What's more important that this kid found me and now has a relationship mm -hmm. with me and is gonna go to heaven one day, or that you get to baptize him and count a number in your that, life. That's Along the lines I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I got there, but at first I wasn't there. But I got there, um, and it was way more, obviously, vastly more important that this young man found Jesus than it is for Mount Zion to have another baptism uh, checked off on our yearly totals. Um, even though that would have been cool, I'm glad the kid found Jesus. And I don't care where he gets baptized. I told him, look, baptism, baptism doesn't save you, bro. It's, it's just showing all the people around you that you changed. And so... Um, thank the Lord that he did find yeah. Jesus that day in my office and who cares have to be baptized. humbled 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 That's exactly right got to take so, the eye out of pride <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was good I like that I like that um, so today we're gonna yeah it's all about teamwork it's like yeah. he's mentioned before mm -hmm. it's you could I mean Jesus he didn't he couldn't please everybody he didn't come to please everybody and he told them you want eternal life, you want the joy and the peace, and you want freedom, that's how you get it. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, how are we going to get it? Well, you follow me. Mm, no, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to get it my way. It's mm -hmm. like, but your way got you in this trouble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm here to get you out of it. So yep. You got to do it my way. I remind myself of that a lot always, too. <clears throat> like, man, God has blessed me to the to have this life that I'm living now. And I still have moments where I want to do it my way. And I'm thinking that exact thing you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, my way got me to all those places. Yeah, my way got me down here <laughs> in this hole. And so God is very faithful and very good. And um, I'm excited to see what he's doing in a lot of people's lives around, not only around here, just in my family that's uh, extended in Fairhope and family of my wife that is in Illinois. Just a lot of just things happening and God moving and working. And so it's just all exciting to hear the relationship with my dad. Um, which was trying, is that the way you say that? It was, it was stretched. It was, it was not good for a while. Like, I don't think he did anything or I did anything. It was just distance. It uh, has been much better lately. And we talk and just, you know, on the phone and conversate. So 
just seeing him moving all these different ways is, is always encouraging to me. I still tend to mess it up every now and then when I get into my own self and feelings and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I definitely mess it up there. And I know that um, even though I can admit it, it doesn't sometimes change the way I act, but I'm still working on that. <laughs> I think that we're still, a lot of us are there. At the end of the day, you're still Russell. Still Russell, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Um, so we will continue through the book of John today. Uh, chapter 12, uh, verse 20 is where mm-hmm. we're at. We ended on Jesus riding <clears throat> the last time we met on the donkey and people screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed to see who comes in the name of the Lord. And then it says the Pharisees didn't like that, that they said, you know, us being angry at him and causing all this stuff is getting us nowhere. They said, look, the whole world has gone after him. And so that we've talked about it. They didn't like losing their power. They didn't like losing their prestige. And Jesus riding in humbly on this donkey uh, was something that people weren't expecting. And um, Jesus knew exactly what was going on. So then we find Jesus in verse 20, and it says this. It says, now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. And they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. They said, Sir, they, uh, we would like to see Jesus. And Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. And Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. And so we can stop there and see if we make it any further good. But Jesus is talking all about sacrifice here. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's talking all about the giving up of himself um, uh, for the betterment of mankind. If I tell you that if unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. I guess as a um, just a depiction of by his death, by him paying the full price to God uh, for the sins of humanity. Now there's the opportunity for life to be spread to everyone else because of his one sacrifice. It could be like the Great Commission that they talked about this past Sunday is. If you don't <clears throat> go out and tell people, nobody's going to know. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if if I do this and you're willing to follow me because he follows it up with, I'm going to die and then produce more disciples. And then he follows it up with, if you follow me where I am, you will also be. Mm-hmm. So he's saying... I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm teaching you guys everything I know. And then at the end of Matthew 28, go and tell everybody about me. Mm-hmm. Remember, I not only showed you how to live or told you, I also showed you. And now I'm going to prove it. So I'm going to die. And when I die and come back, you're going to believe. It's going to give you all the motivation you need. And whatever you can't remember, Holy Spirit is going to remind you like he does with us. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when you get in those conversations, it's like, I have no idea what's going to happen here, and everything just flows out of it. Well, he's he's using you as that conduit to talk to the, that person that needs to do it. So you're one of the seeds that come from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and it just grows and grows. And Paul says, how are they going to know if no, that nobody goes and tells them? Yeah. The, the statement that says anyone who loves their life in verse 25, anyone who loves their life will lose it. Well, anyone who hates their life in this world would keep it for eternal life. It's something that I always have to remind myself of um, to always be given up of this life uh, for whatever Jesus wants you to do. I don't know why it's in my spirit and in my soul just to always um, not want to do things. <laughs> that sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to uh, give up extra time to come record on a Saturday. Like that's just in my spirit. I just don't want to do it. I know we want to do it. I know it needs to be done. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go uh, visit a bunch of people. Like I, 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 I do a couple here and there, but I don't want to go do a lot. And don't make a it, habit out yeah, of it. I know, <laughs> yeah, don't get real with it. Uh, I know that, and I know I should be doing that. And I, we do do that to a certain extent. But there's just something in me where that is not. Uh, 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 it's not just my instinct to go do that kind of thing to give up of my time or myself or my whatever. For other people. Now, I'll give you anything I own. I'll give it to you right now. You could have everything in my house. I don't care about those kind of things. Hmm. I feel like my time is something that I'm super protective of, and I don't know why that is because I have a lot of free time, I feel like, and so I got plenty to give out. But who gave you your time? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> and so that's what I have to keep reminding myself. Like I have to give up whatever it is in me that wants me to protect that and wants me to be selfish and wants me to say no to that and no to other things. And remember that that anyone who loves this life, you're going to lose it. But if you hate like this life, you're going to gain everything. Like It's not mm-hmm. about me. It's about everyone else. That's a constant yeah. thought on my head. And I think we should clarify, not necessarily hate their life, like despise it, but don't put your life ahead of mine. Yeah, and don't. And, and that's something in that verse there sticks out to me because when I first started getting into the Bible and reading it, mm-hmm. and I read that, I'm like, I don't hate my life. Wait a minute I now. I like it. Yeah. Th- this is a, this, this isn't what I was on. I, I don't know about this. Yeah. But it's like who, who puts their life ahead of me, your time ahead of my time, what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that also speaks <clears throat> a little bit to um, loving the life that's apart from God, like loves their yeah, life, it, that you're maintaining it, that you're the. It's basically self-sacrifice is what it's coming down to. Mm-hmm. So that servant leader, as mm-hmm. we're studying on Wednesday, mm-hmm. it's not despise your life, hate it to the point where you want to commit suicide, but don't put your life ahead of mine. So if I want you to go or I ask you to go and record on Saturday morning, well, go do it. Yeah, of course. And and so, so hence I'm it's here. Like, but, the, but the fish might be biting. <laughs> And I couldn't say where the golf course is open because that was yesterday. And if I tried that two days in a row, it'd be trouble in paradise. And so I could not do that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. It's not, don't put your life, like what you think your life should be in front of what God wants your life to be. And, and I know this is important. Like there may only be one person today that hears anything we say that, that actually makes a difference in their life. But there's that one person. Mm-hmm. There's a chance there's that one person. And that one person might be me. That one person may be you. Who knows who it is? Um, it may just, I had, I think about this too. Some of the things I do, um, where my kids witness what I'm doing, like they know dad's here, he's leading this, he's there doing that, he's whatever. It, it may not impact anyone else outside of my immediate family. May They may just see that sacrifice and somewhere down the road, it may impact them to where 
you know, I really don't feel like doing this, but man, my dad for so many years mm-hmm. did this, this, and this. So, you know, I'm going to do this. And it's just another way God shows you to be selfless. To, it's and, not all and about we, you. We tried to explain that to Levi, like yeah. with my work. I, I always try to keep it, keep it contained within certain hours every day the best I can. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, because if you're not careful, it will consume you. And before you know it, you're working 12, 15 hours a day. I was like, I'm not doing that mm-hmm. again. And so I try to keep it contained. But th- there are some times where I have to go out at night and go get these equipment up and running. And Levi will say, well, well, why are you going out? Just stay here. And I'm like, I said, I want to stay here. I don't want to leave. Because when I leave in the morning... I go do my work, and when I get home, it's hard to get me back out of that house mm-hmm. before I have to leave again the next morning. But but we try to explain this, like, you know, do you you like your Legos? He goes, yeah. I said, do you like, you know, taking these trips and stuff? He's like, yeah. I said, all these toys and stuff you have that we trip over every day in the mm-hmm. living room? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I said, well, this is what we have to do to get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but we do try to explain to him. You, sometimes we have to do things that we really don't want to do, but they have to get done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're and they're not always convenient to do. I don't want to work as much as I've been working. I'm grateful that I have the work to do, but <laughs> I think you said last Wednesday night that there was a time when you prayed, God, would you just send work my way, please, and all this. And now you're like, God, if you could just hit the pause button for just Yeah, it's like if you want to just close the door a little bit. <laughs> and then well, if we Richard, had the, the discussion, and it's in Malachi, so see if I don't throw it in the floodgates. He's flooding it. I was like, you can close the dam just a little bit. That's what I was about to say. And then when, he's like, well, I'll stop blessing you so much if you stop following in me the, so much. In the scripture, it said to test me in this, bring your whole tide to the storehouse and see if I don't throw open the floodgates of heaven, of blessings in heaven upon you. And so he's doing it. And I'm drowning. <laughs> but and at so, the same time, we could see it also as I'm blessing you so much. What are you going to stay focused on? Mm-hmm. Like when, when we're down in the valley, like Peter, he was... In the boat, and he's the only one that said, "Hey, if it's you, call me. I'm I'm on the way." Mm-hmm. He's the only one that stood up to say it. No mm-hmm. hothead Peter. And as soon as long as he was watching Jesus, he was fine. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he turned his head, he sunk. Right. Well, not just in when you're down in the valley. You could also do it on top of the mountain. Yeah. Well, we're we're so blessed, as you just said. It was a great week for encouragement and stuff. Mm-hmm. But let's not focus on what we're getting more than the one who's giving it to us. Absolutely. Or even that, when you're on the mountain or down in the valley. Or think that we really have anything to do with it. Like <clears> once <throat> we start getting to think, well, man, I must be doing something well or I must be doing this, mm. then that's when it's going to fall off the, like go off that's the rails. That's when the eye gets put back in pride. There, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's always about keeping that complete balance of um, giving up of yourself 100% completely. And then when God blesses, remembering where it came from, giving up of yourself, remembering where it came from, giving up of yourself, remembering where it came from. And then like with all the work and stuff, uh, it's great. And a lot of the people that, I mean, they've been waiting on me and they're going to wait. And it's like, that's great. I appreciate it. 
but you know, I don't want all of that to take my focus on what I'm doing, mm-hmm. what I need to be doing. And mm-hmm. that's what we're doing now. You know, we don't want to get so hung, caught up in the stuff and the success and make it all about me instead of him. Because as long as we follow him, he said, he said, what he's supposed to do is seek the kingdom of God first, and then he'll give you everything else. So if you're looking for him first, keeping him first, and putting you not necessarily inferior to him, but follow him so it's God, then you, then as long as you follow him, he'll bless you. I'll be a living testimony to that. It's going to happen. Now, you can ask him to turn it back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, he goes, I will if you stop following me. <laughs> never thought about it. Uh, honestly, I've never thought about that too much. About it. God, it's going too good. Can you slow it down? <laughs> but it does happen in people's lives. And I guess there's also another group of people out there that aren't experiencing um, the blessings of God. And life is tough. And life is... Um, a struggle and there's just a lot of things going on they're like well I wish I could experience what you guys are talking about I wish that I felt God that much and then it goes to this statement that he made um, you know are you love do you love this life are, are you in love with whatever you're doing here on earth do you love the attention people give you do you love the money you make are you what are you loving because it says here if you love this life then that's going to mess you up but if you hate it and like you said it's not I hate my life it's just like my life is not focused on God the way it should be, so I dislike that part of my life. I really want it to be better. If you, dis- if you don't like that part as much, then you keep it for eternity. And then I think you will begin to see God getting you to these levels of blessings. And, and we're not – you may be more than me. You get blessed financially more than I do just because of your job. When you get more jobs, you get more money. That's just a part of it. When I get more – Salvations when I lead mm-hmm. more people to Christ, more baptisms, and or, yeah. yeah. I didn't get a bump and pay for that. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh man, that kid's not getting baptized here, so there goes that 50 bucks. God's gonna look I at was... you, goes, Good job, Russell, yeah. keep it up. That's it. And people yeah. have to be comfortable with like, you may never get the accolades that you could get from money and wealth and possessions and all that. You may never get that, and that's a true statement, but you don't want that. Like once you start embracing that, then you're you're going the it's wrong way. It's a job then. Your heart is getting yeah. drugged the wrong way and, and your aspirations and goals are all for the <clears> wrong <throat> stuff. And so it's hard though, and I've been there before and there's many people walking there right now. It's hard to let go of all that um, because maybe you had a rough childhood and your parents didn't give you all the you, you didn't know, have the stuff you had finances or the success or, or, or even the attention the, um, attention heart yeah. love uh, care all that maybe people didn't have it for you and now you've reached a place in life where maybe your job gives it to you maybe the people around you went give from it playing college football to now you're fifteen million dollars in the bank yeah. it's like I'm somebody now yeah. it's like no you've always been somebody yeah. You're just somebody with a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. With a huge platform. So what are you going to use it for? And when I used to always talk to the students in, for FCA, um, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, when I would talk to those guys and girls, I would always tell them, like, I don't know what God's going to do in your life, but one day he may give you a million-dollar platform, like where you just got anything you could have and all this. It's about what are you going to do with that? Because every word you say, somebody's going to hang on That's to That's right. It. What are you doing with that? And there are so many people that use that for good. I think the ones that use it for bad get probably more publicity and more accolades than they should, and more should be put on the people doing it the right way that have all this money and stuff. Um, 
And so it can be done both ways. And what Jesus is saying here is like, look, I have to die. There has to be this sacrifice because if I don't die, then it's just one one seed. One person knew the perfect relationship with God. It was me. Mm-hmm. He's like, but if I die, then that ability for everyone to have this perfect relationship with me. Yeah. And, and he was available. even given encouragement to those seeds that are going to come out of him. I believe it was a little bit further back in John. It says, I'm doing all these things, but you're going to do more than me. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what? well, I'm going, I'm going back to headquarters. Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> but you're going to do more than me because God said, go down here and do these 15, 1500 things. Not, not 1459 or 1501. 1500 when you get done with those 1500 tasks and you die and i bring you back you're done Mm -hmm. all i want you to do okay he's telling his disciples i'm this is how much i got to do i've done everything that god has asked me to do but you're going to do more than me because you're going to stay here Mm -hmm. until you're you know until you die Mm -hmm. but i won't remember he his term was only three years you know, he was here 28, 29, and that's when he started his mission. And in three years, and I mean, look how much he done in, you know, all over 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this guy. Yeah. Not stopping anytime soon. <clears throat> and I got to thinking earlier through the week is, and it's very uh, spoken about a lot in the book of John, is Jesus, he didn't do a lot of I. But then I'm like, no, Jesus did do a lot of I, a lot of me. Because I was thinking about Wednesday, because it's all about him and not us. We, we follow. It's like, did Jesus do a lot of I? Did he focus on a lot of I? And naturally, people are going to say, no, no, he didn't. It's yeah. like, oh, yes, he did. What are we talking about? He said, what did he, one of his famous sayings, I came to do what the Father asked me to do. Mm-hmm. I don't speak on my own. I speak what I was told to speak. I don't judge. I only judge by what he tells me to do. So he did a lot of I. Mm-hmm. Whatever God asked him to do, he did it. <laughs> I'm going to do what he asked me to do. I like that. You can you can talk about the I. In, in- <clears throat> now, you want to get a conversation going on Wednesday? He bring it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's almost like asking the question, did Jesus ever see the actual church? Yeah. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And so here we go. You know, 20 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, you should start Wednesday off by saying, you know what? I've been studying this week and thinking, and Jesus was all about himself. Yeah. Hey, he did a I. lot of I. He did a lot of I. He said, was Jesus about I? In natural, they're going to say no. It's like, yes, he was. I like that. It's like a little <laughs> trick question. It's going to point back to, yes, he was. But he was saying, I do all this for God. And I, you know. I am not here on my own authority. Yeah, I love it. It's almost like giving the credit to someone else, but he's using the word I. And I, like even right here, we'll keep going. Then 27 takes it down to. So he finished 26 saying, whoever serves me must follow me is what you've been saying the whole time. Mm-hmm. Follow where I am. My servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And then verse 27 says, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. So he's like, what am I going to do? Say, get me out of this. This mm-hmm. is the whole point. And here's one of the I things again. Yeah. Keep reading in the second part. Now it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. <laughs> You're going to point that out now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Father, glorify your name. So, so Jesus is saying, like, what am I going to say, people? God, take this away from me. Do, do it a different way. He's like, no, 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 no. 
This is the exact yeah, because if I ask that, he might, but that's not what he wanted me to do. My exact reason for being here is this. And so I think about that sometimes whenever I'm doing uncomfortable things or I'm doing things that I wouldn't choose to do. I'm like, okay, maybe God take this from me or maybe this is exactly why I'm here today. Mm -hmm. When the kid came on that Monday morning and just showed up randomly and said, hey, can you talk to my grandson when his grandmother was here with him? The Russell in me was like, no, for what? Like, I don't know you. Like, I've never even met you. Like, what am I going to give you my time for? And then God's like, well, it's not your time technically. You know, you're serving me, so Mm -hmm. talk to this kid. And then so then I had to start thinking, okay, maybe that's exactly what I'm here for today. You know, maybe this is the exact conversation that I'm supposed to be here for. What about when you need to talk to somebody? And it's like, man, I need to talk to somebody. Like, no, nah, I ain't got time today. <laughs> yeah. Now, luckily, I'll say no one's ever said that before to me. Like, I'll nah, keep that in yeah, mind. <laughs> if I ever, uh, God has put people in my life that if I've ever went to them and said, hey, for real, can we talk about this? Yeah. Everyone's always listened. Yeah, no one's ever said, nah. nah. You got to figure that out on your own. <laughs> so thank God for those people. Thank God for, I'm going to say, an unspoken person yesterday sent me this text message, and it was just a picture, a lot of words in this picture, but it was saying, like, thank you for being a servant, thank you for being obedient, like, thank you for being a friend that practices his faith. This is all this stuff about, and this guy, I mean, I know he respects me, I respect him, we're, we're real good friends, um, but just to see him look at me in that regard was like a new thing to me. Um, and so I sent it back to him and said, hey, same, same, back at you, bro. I think it's what I said. Uh, but it was really Ditto. Cool. Yeah, Just ditto. text him back, ditto. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so God lets those things happen. So for whatever reason, God has put people in my life that are very encouraging and are always there to lift me up. And so that, that was kind of cool. Um, so Jesus said, what am I going to say? Save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason that I came here. He says, Father, glorify your name. And I love this part. It says, then a voice came from heaven, and it says, I don't know what God sounds like. I picture Morgan Freeman, but it says, I have glorified Or Samuel Elliott. Or Sam, Samuel L. Jackson. No, it, no, no. It's Morgan no, Freeman no. that always does God's voice, right? No, you said who you picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is who I picture. Who? Oh, Samuel Elliott. Who? I don't know he, that He's name. the older guy. He played <laughs> like a uh, roadhouse. Oh. He was all, okay, I do know that guy. Yeah. He, like, he used to do the old uh, beef what's for dinner oh right? yes yeah. i remember that guy okay yeah, 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 yeah. 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 he has a good god voice you're right he does yeah. have a good god voice it says i have glorified it and i will glorify it again it says a crowd that was there there was a crowd there and they heard it and it had thundered and others said an angel had spoken and jesus tells them the voice was for your benefit not mine mm-hmm. like that's my dad we, we've talked mm-hmm. before like that was for y'all to see his power now is the time for judgment on this world now the prince of the world will be driven out and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, <laughs> are you going to put emphasis on this? Draw <laughs> all people to myself. And he said he said this to show the kind of death that he was going to die. And we'll stop there. But yeah, everything Jesus did was the I in it was I'm doing this because of the Father. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because of my Father. Um, I can't imagine being there that day when the thunderous voice of God comes down and says, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. I mean, that would just. That had to be a powerful moment, um, Jesus. Because because God didn't talk just a couple of times verbally or out audible enough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe two or three times. I would say two. Maybe that is three. baptism. Uh-huh. Uh, baptism. <laughs> baptism. Yeah. I'm getting excited At over baptism. here. At this moment. 
and in the Transfiguration. That's right. So three. Those are three I can remember for sure. Three. And I can't remember any other ones. But yeah, so that that would be pretty amazing times to be around when God the Father is speaking verbally out loud and people are hearing it. It's another one of those miracles that people are looking for. They want God to speak to them and say, tell me, go do this, go do that. And then God speaks to you all day, every day um, in, in different ways. And so mm-hmm. are we listening to what God's saying? So what else you got today, Mike? That is uh, our time for today. That's good. I think it's good. Uh, <clears throat> I enjoy doing the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed out there listening to it. Uh, we're going to have, we, we were going to bring on a couple of guests a while back and we haven't got around to it, but our young adult, one of our young adult leaders, we wanted to bring him on. Uh, his Delta schedule is freed up now, so we're going to try to get him on very soon. I had a request come from our Wednesday night Bible study the other night. I think it was two weeks ago when you guys were working late or mm-hmm. weren't here for whatever. Someone said, but you guys only have young people on that podcast. I never heard anybody my age on it. I said, well, all right, I think you're the, come first, on. You're the first one then. So we may have one of our, uh, it's not even like a senior adult member. It's just like a mid-age member. Mm-hmm. Um I think the more voices we get on here. And let so that means they were talking? They watched it? I was going to say, that means they listened. Yes. Hey. I like, <laughs> so I was like, that's pretty awesome. I mean, because I would not have. That's picked, exciting to me. Somebody watch. I would not have pictured you <laughs> listening to the podcast. So that was good. Um, but God is good. He's working in the midst of Mount Zion. He's working in your life. I don't know where you are in life. Um, every listener out there, I don't know what you're dealing with or what you're experiencing, but the same God that. Um, Jesus said, "Should God, can you take this from me? He said, no, this is exactly what you called me here to do. And you are the exact reason that God, that Jesus was able to follow through and do what he did. You're the reason he went to the cross. You're the reason he was so obedient. You are the reason that he gave his life. It's so that you can have that perfect relationship that God created you to have through with him through his son. And so we should embrace that, run with it on the days that's hard, on the days that are easy, giving praise. When he's blessing you so much, you're like, God, can you close the floodgate just a little bit? And people are saying, what? That doesn't really happen. It truly does happen. It truly does happen. Um, And so. But you you really won't get a feel for it until you make the choice. Until you surrender and give it all to him and just watch him work is what I always say. If you would just surrender and watch God do things in your life that are so amazing, you can never fathom them on your own. But he'll do it, and he promises to do it. And his word says, the one that began a good work in you will complete it. And so trust mm-hmm. God wherever you're at on the journey. He does have a plan. He does have a perfect position for your life to be in. And that position is surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus, and he'll just do everything else. And so uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share with your friends, do all those cool things. And, and, and um, we'll try when we invite you on the podcast, we won't record on Saturday. That's a true statement. If you get the invite, we'll record on the weekend. We'll make that sacrifice. (laughs) All right. God bless, guys. You guys have a good day. We'll talk to you soon.